Hi, I'm your host, Mark Stenson. In addition to these podcast interviews, I facilitate patient-doctor listening research, known as Innovate Groups. These panels have four patients and four doctors and provide an opportunity to observe and improve the interactions that lie at the heart of effective health care. I've created an ebook on this Innovate Group method, and I'd like to offer you a download. It includes real-life case studies to underscore the power of better patient-doctor listening. So visit biosciencebridge.com to download your ebook, Innovate Group Revolutions. Now, before I welcome today's guest, here's a familiar voice on an important health topic. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third-generation race car driver, and I dedicate a lot of my time going fast. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently or having trouble with routine tasks. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services and access available treatments. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. Visit alz.org slash time to talk, a message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Welcome to The Patients Speak, Healthcare Innovations Accelerating the Patient Journey. Featuring interviews with healthcare leaders and patient advocates. Here's your host, best-selling author, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, friends and colleagues, as we continue our series into a new season now on how we can accelerate the patient journey from diagnosis to wellness. Today, we have one of those innovators, Ben Steven, who is the founder and CEO of a company called Corventive, working in heart disease. Ben, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for having me. really appreciate it. And we've talked to a lot of people in various conditions from rare diseases to maybe more common conditions, health professionals, patient advocates, but you cross some of those. You're, you are the uh, innovator in developing some new health technologies, but you're also a patient and you've been dealing with a heart condition yourself. I wonder if you could start there and what we need to hear from your own patient experience. Sure. At Creventive, we're trying to address the heart disease problem. When Mark, most people don't realize that heart disease is the number one cause of death here in the United States and also globally, more so than cancer. And every 34 seconds, someone here in the United States has a heart attack. It's a huge problem. And unfortunately, from a, from a patient perspective, everybody knows someone who's had a heart attack, right? Everyone is susceptible to heart disease because it's not just genetic. Lifestyle plays a part in heart disease. People smoke. People don't eat right. They don't exercise. And unfortunately, one out of three people are going to have a heart attack in their lifetime. And I'm passionate about fighting heart disease because it's personal for me. My father had a massive heart attack when he was my age, and I myself went underdiagnosed with heart disease for many years. And the crazy thing about heart disease is 50% of, of heart attacks are the first sign of cardiovascular disease. It's almost too late. And the physicians we talk to know that they're underdiagnosing for heart disease. And the, the biggest contributing factor to that, Mark, is that primary care doctors just don't have enough time. When they see a patient in the office, they have about 15 minutes, right? And mostly they're dealing with that problem that's right in front of them. And for heart disease, preventative care is key, but it's really uh, difficult to identify these patients that are at risk for cardiovascular disease who need further testing. Mm -hmm. And you're right. I mean, on the one hand, in that ever so short patient uh, doctor interaction, 
Yeah, they're very focused on what did you come in the office to see me for today, right? Uh, right. And yet sometimes from a patient point of view, and as you said, one in three, but we're all walking around uh, saying that's just the way it is. Or I guess that I'll know when my time has come rather than I wonder if I could prevent or stop this. Yeah. And that's the fallacy of it. These are all preventable. Um, a lot of it's around patient education, but a lot of it just comes down to changing physician behavior. Mm -hmm. And so the approach your company's taking, tell us a little about Corventive and what you're working on. We're building analytic software that can analyze existing medical tests that patients get routinely done for other reasons. So we can identify patients uh, that are at risk for heart disease. And so we've already built the foundational algorithm for the software application. And the algorithm can analyze the unstructured data within existing radiology reports, looking for specific information that can identify patients that are at risk for cardiovascular disease. I'll give you an example. Women are getting mammograms done every year for breast cancer screening. And often what happens is a radiologist will note that the patient has vascular calcifications in her breasts. Because that's an incidental finding, the radiologist puts that in the body of the report, not the conclusions. So by the time the primary care doctor gets the mammogram, they look at the conclusions. They note that the patient has no malignancy, no breast cancer, says, hey, Jane Doe, you're fine. See you next year at your next annual visit. That term vascular calcification puts that patient at a much higher risk category for heart disease. In fact, one out of eight healthy women ages 45 to 65 have that term vascular calcification in their mammogram that's being overlooked. And unfortunately, two thirds of women that have heart attacks have had no classic symptoms of chest pain. But this, what you would call secondary finding, I, I think that's interesting. It's in the report, but it's what? not in the right section. It's not flagged. It's not uh, got the big correct. red post-it note on it. <laughs> it's correct because physicians are ordering these tests for other reasons, right? So the ordering physician is looking for, again, malignancy for breast cancer, but there is actually some information that puts that patient, identifies that patient at being at risk for heart disease. So we spent close to a year building the underlying data model for the algorithm, which maps specific information to specific tests. So it's much broader than this mammograms that we're looking for. We're looking at chest CTs, ankle x-rays, and specific data within those tests that are commonly done for other reasons that can better identify that patient for cardiovascular disease. Mm -hmm. And so what's different for us is that we're not asking patients to get additional testing done, right? Because physicians, they don't want to do a lot of tests. We're leveraging the existing data that's already there and finding information that's already been interpreted by human radiologists that is kind of commonly overlooked by primary care doctors and cardiologists. So how do you make it actionable? Or how do you raise the visibility of those findings? Sure. So we beta tested our product with a large provider down the southeast part of uh, the United States. They have around 45 offices, close to 275,000 patients. And when we tested it, we didn't try to hook into their EHR system because data integration is a, a tough thing in the healthcare information market. So we said, look, just give us a sample data set and we'll analyze it for you. And so in this one office, they, we got a, received a data set of over 10,000 patients and we analyzed the data. There are roughly 3,400 patients that had some heart-related diagnosis. So we excluded that from the analysis and we ran the algorithm on what we call the undiagnosed population. 
And surprisingly, our algorithm identified over 10% more patients at risk for cardiovascular disease. That equates to close to 350 patients in one office that are at risk for cardiovascular disease that are completely being overlooked. So we identify that to the, the providers so that they can uh, bring those patients into their office and have discussions around cardio, cardiovascular risk factors. It may require additional testing and whatnot, but it, it works in a fee-for-service environment as, as healthcare is transitioning to value-based care, right? Yes. Yes. But it's still predominantly in a fee-for-service basis. So the value for our product is threefold that I look at and I commonly um, talk about. One, by identifying these patients sooner rather than later, we can drive better care, right? You're, you're preventing a potential heart attack. Number two, by intervening sooner rather than later, we can um, reduce the likelihood of a cardiac event, which is about for an average heart attack here in the United States, about $80,000 per episode. Mm-hmm. And then three, by identifying these patients, these cardiologists or uh, primary care doctors, again, can bring them into their office and have c- consultations with them, do additional testing, which drives incremental revenue for them. Mm-hmm. So what we're really trying to do is we're, we're trading costly inpatient hospitalizations with lower cost outpatient care. It's still a net benefit to the overall healthcare system. Yes. I'm going to continue this thought. We have listeners of this podcast across all these ranges of the healthcare system that you're describing here, but I want to stay on the health system and the large medical groups for a moment, and then maybe move to patient advocacy and then pharma and medical devices. But continuing on, the the argument has always been on the cost that the health system, the reason we're focused on the right here, right now, is that's the cost we can manage today. It sure is hard to manage future costs, and they may be in somebody else's plan by then, or they right. may be cared for under somebody else's healthcare system. So those future costs are not really my issue. The current costs are. How, how do we get out of that rut of just look at the test for today? Yeah, that's a great question. I think as the, the market moves to value-based care, a lot of these practices and healthcare systems are getting into risk-adjusted contracts where for Medicare, they're looking for specific patients, specific data that can better risk stratify that patient and properly do better HEC coding. And so even with our current customer that we're we're working with, they are actually in risk-adjusted contracts, right? So they are trying to drive down total cost of care. Our solution plays a part in that. When I mentioned our results, it was interesting in that they're looking for a lot of the information that we're our algorithm can find, right? And even in that situation, we still found 350 patients that they missed. So they look at it as a net benefit of, look, this is going to help us with our HEC coding for our risk adjusted contracts with insurance plans, but we can make incremental revenue upfront from additional testing before we make referral to cardiologists. And also guess who gets, who wins? The patient. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the end benefit. Let's move to that then. We always talk about if the patient were more knowledgeable, if the patient were more empowered, engaged, taking control of their own health. Here we have the information. I just don't know that you have it. I don't know. It's a catch-22. I'm in a chicken and an egg situation. Where do I go as a patient? That's what I wanted to ask. <laughs> so Right now, Corventive is a straight you know, enterprise play. It's business of business. Our mm-hmm. users are cardiologists and physicians because they have your data, right? 
and they're the ones who can drive better care and they're, they're the ones who can better restratify you and ultimately diagnose you. For your audience and patients who are listening to this, who maybe have family history of heart disease or have high blood pressure or have high cholesterol like I did, we should go talk to your primary care doctor and order a calcium score test like I did. It's a simple test. I paid out of pocket. I paid 50 bucks for it. And it's a CT scan that looks at how much calcium is in your coronary arteries. And what's crazy for me, Mark, I'm married to a doctor. I work out five days a week. I'm pretty healthy. No one would have thought my father did have a massive heart attack, but I didn't think I really was at risk for heart disease. And just as way of running this company, I talked to a lot of cardiologists and I was at lunch with the cardiologist and he's explaining what we do and my family history. And I was living with high blood pressure for years and my primary care doctor blew me off. And the cardiologist I was speaking with said, hey, look, go get a calcium score test. I did. It's 50 bucks. It was very quick. And lo and behold, I had calcium deposits in my coronary arteries. It wasn't at a crazy level, but it was at a level that was enough to diagnose me with early stage heart disease. And now I'm on blood pressure medication. I'm on a statin and I'm trying to eat better because I have a family, I have a wife and a son who I want to be around for. Mm -hmm. And the third uh, prong that we were talking about, pharma and medical device and biotech, it sounds like this data may have implications for identifying people for clinical trials, new drug development, identifying new techniques or new therapies. Tell, tell us about that potential. Yeah, we view Corentive as an early stage screening tool, right? Because for a patient to go on medication, they need to be diagnosed with heart disease. But again, most people don't get diagnosed with heart disease. They wind up having a heart attack. Yes. So we look at our solution as an early stage screening tool that could then justify additional testing, medications, work further along at the trough, if, if you will. Mm-hmm. But it's a net it's beneficiary a, for everyone else in the healthcare ecosystem. Yes. So thinking about identifying potential candidates for clinical trials, many exclusion criteria say no previous MI or something like that. So we're really trying to find candidates further back in that preventive area. So if we're going to be testing a new medication or if we're going to be testing a new device, pumps or whatever the case might be, you want pre or people who've not yet had a heart attack event. That's really the vision I have for Corventive is that right now what we've built is an early stage screening tool, right? We're identifying patients at risk. We are not diagnosing patients. That's up to the physician. Sure. But my vision for the product is to take a couple of steps further because my hypothesis is that a majority, a certain portion of those patients that we identify actually have severe disease. They actually need a stent. They need bypass surgery, right? They're just not going to benefit from going on a statin like I did. And so the future of this product and this business is to really find those patients that are ticking time bombs that are going to have our attack within a year or so. And those patients are the patients that probably would benefit from clinical trials or med device trials, med device companies that are doing clinical trials or testing out new technology. Mm -hmm. Very good. Folks, my guest has been Ben Steven. His company is Corventive. Ben, leave us with a vision. You've been talking about the mission of your company, but as we listen to what the patients are saying, if we were speaking in their voice, to the physicians when that medical practice you might've been doing your, your beta development with, what do you think we really need to hear from the patient's voice? I think 
prevention, whether it be cardiology, whether it be oncology, diabetes, that's where healthcare needs to go. It can't be focused on just the here and now, right? Because a lot of these diseases, they progress unknowingly. And again, physicians just don't have a lot of time. Like I said, I'm married to one. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they, these primary care doctors specifically don't have enough time. So by using innovative technology, and I, Corventive being one of those, adopting these technologies and embracing the technology that can make things faster for them to help them identify patients at a risk for these different d- diseases is what needs to happen. And I can't tell you how many times, Mark, where I talk to executives at health systems and the the business side of healthcare is tough. We have misaligned incentives. Now, I, oftentimes I hear healthcare executives saying the wrong things or more about, we don't want to give our data away because companies like you can monetize it. I started this business to save lives. I, and I, that's what keeps me going. It's what gets me out of bed in, in the morning. Very good. And I do want to underscore that and maybe finish the sentence. The business side is tough. Now, what about the personal side? How do you keep yourself and your teams and your partners focused on the patient and not on the business and the data and all the technology stuff? It's like, (laughs) we are doing this for the patient. How do you keep that in mind? It's not easy. (laughs) I I can say that, but what what I say is, I've had my ups and downs with this business because it's healthcare technology. It's really tough. But what drives me, Mark, and what it drives my team is we can literally save lives. We have 350 patients in one office that are walking around with that are high risk for cardiovascular disease. And I can't stop until we help these patients. That is a driver. Thanks for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And I know the listeners do too. Ben, we'll put all your contact information and your uh, link to your company in the show notes so people can find you and connect with you. Thanks for being on the show. Awesome. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. And keep on doing the good work. I'm Mark Stenson. And listeners, I hope you'll keep listening to this show as we continue our series of interviews. Today, we've talked to a healthcare leader in the area of uh, digital health and data and Uh, technology, but we'll continue our conversations with patient advocates, with medical providers and researchers on how we can learn more when we really listen to the patients speak. Thanks for listening to The Patients Speak, healthcare innovations accelerating the patient journey with best-selling author Mark Stinson. Our podcast is hosted on Captivate.fm, so you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now so you won't miss an episode of The Patients Speak. This podcast is produced by BSB Media. We also host another show you might enjoy, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. It's a top-rated podcast featuring interviews with creators around the world. We help you gain the confidence and connections to launch your creative work out into the world. Look for Unlocking Your World of Creativity on your favorite podcast app.